Welcome back to What's Eating You. I'm Brian Yang with my co-host Ariel Yeti. We're back. We're back on schedule. We're coming out every Wednesday once again. Let's get started right away. Ariel, what's eating you this week? Oh, what's eating me? I'm glad you asked. This is a very important topic that I think we all need to discuss. Um, I'm pissed off that men are mad about WAP, the new song from Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Great song. Fun song party song i wish we had the clubs right now so instead i have to just twerk alone in my room that but is the funniest song. part of what being hit <laughs> is that the song you can't do any of the stuff from the song because we all have to i mean you can distance. you could brian you could still have a wet ass pussy <laughs> you can't have wet ass pussy but you can't recreate the video or i'm pretty sure that's how you get covid no you could recreate the video that's the point because each there's there are hoes in the house but they're isolated alone oh that's right they were isolated that's true so but it is like a party song that you would want to listen to with all your friends out at a club you would it's sad and men are pissed about it because they're saying it's too overtly sexual it's very crude and crass and i'm like have you not heard of Lil kim have you not heard of trina kia of my neck my back fame like we've been doing this shit this is not new new, especially in hip-hop yeah, and like even just men all the mm-hmm. time. I mean, Slab on My Knob was a hit still I know, to this like, day. It's a um, it's part of the genre to be very sexual and explicit, right? Like, yeah, it's not. They didn't say anything groundbreaking. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, nothing. All new. of this stuff had been said. What's groundbreaking is that it's like the top two rappers right now right. are women, and right. that's cool that they came together and made a smash hit. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I don't understand what's so hard for everyone to understand. Men saying that they that it's a bad influence on their children and <laughs> that they can't believe it. I'm like, I definitely like I grew up listening to explicit music and I think I'm okay. I mean, I mean yes, I, su- I had a whore, <laughs> but I, yes, I sucked a dick. <laughs> it's fine. Did you see the viral video of the guy saying like this song it, uh, sets a bad example for his daughter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be a parent and like police what they're paying yeah, attention like to. Yeah, like if you like, have a young daughter, I don't know if she should be listening to any rap at all, right? Let alone, <laughs> I mean... Well, I mean, it doesn't mean just that rap is all explicit, but I mean, I don't think that she should be listening to such a sexual song. Right. If she's seven, you know? Or maybe. let her listen to it <laughs> and explain to her there's like a bit of, like a movie, hip-hop, I mean, all music is like a movie, right? Where... And stand-up, where parts of it yeah. are exaggerated yes. for um, entertainment purposes, right? Yeah, like, when Cardi says, put a big Mack truck right in the back of my garage. That's not literal. No. <laughs> She's used, it's a metaphorical It's a metaphor. And you know what? For that, because now I'm thinking of like all the terrible songs I listened to when I was a kid. I didn't know what they were talking about. No. So you know what? For that, maybe just let the kids listen to it. Kids don't have any idea. What's I started listening on? to hip hop heavily in middle school, and like, could a middle schooler do any of the stuff that <laughs> Dr. Dre no. and Mystical and like uh, Nelly, like all of these rappers, they were talking about fucking whores and spending yeah. money at the strip clubs. I couldn't do any of that, right? But I like the beat. I like the way they sounded, right? Also, you know, there's that mainstream hip hop opened the doors for me to stuff like. A tribe called Quest, Diggable Planet. Right. So I got more into like the headier stuff. So I don't know. Maybe mainstream hip hop can get your kids into other forms of hip hop that are more about social justice yeah, or educational. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe the kids do need to listen to WAP. Maybe they're <laughs> right. <Brian. laughs> I mean, kids, maybe it's good for the kids. If it's awkward for you, if you're te- if you're homeschooling your kids right now and you don't want to get into the sexual and reproductive health aspect of that <laughs> with your kids, just put on WAP. That's true. Birds and the bees. Wop. Like, also, don't... I don't know. Pussy's getting wet. That's, like, part of human anatomy. That's what we're looking... We're hoping that the (laughs) pussy gets wet when you're having sex. Yeah, it's not like they made that shit up to be vulgar. That's what is supposed to happen. It's funny that men are so, um, like, repulsed by the idea of a wet pussy. Yeah. Like, you would think that... If you are a heterosexual male, then you, want you would that. want that. Interesting. You want it as wet as possible, dripping, really. I don't like when you say it, but <laughs> <laughs> <I'll bow out. laughs> 
it's really, I, I hate it when you say <laughs> I feel bad now. Um, yeah, so the ben, the Ben Shapiro video went viral too of him reading the lyrics. That was so wacky, so yeah. corny. Um, and then his wife is like a doctor, and he was like, you know, she's she said going by these lyrics, they have something wrong with their vaginas. Blah blah. blah. Okay. Yeah. She's never had good sex before. That's what I mean. That bro, dude. He just opens himself up to so many jokes because it's like, okay, so you've never made your wife wet. Embarrassing. Mm -hmm. He has three kids, but he's still a virgin somehow. All the jokes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm a fan of Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, so. Yeah, and it's also on brand for them. This isn't a new thing. Like, they've been rapping heady things this whole time and talking about consciousness and no they've been talking about fucking and sucking this whole time yeah, i mean why are you upset now yeah i mean cardi was a stripper she that's her yeah. background she's always been overtly also, sexual she's married no aren't she they married is, yeah or yeah i know cardi is know. so aren't you allowed to do this shit then by that logic right aren't you allowed to do that shit when you're married 100 so again why are you upset and a big part of hip hop to me is living vicariously through the artists, right? Mm. So, like for men, for years we got to listen to Jay Z talk about pimping ain't easy and Ludacris. He's got hoes in different area codes, yeah, right? So why can't women have that now? With like, I have this one fuzzy. I'm getting <laughs> all this money and this mansion and these I cars because my pussy's time. so good, right? Like, yeah. We've had that since the beginning of hip hop. Women, ha- right? Like, guess they're people are noticing it that women got it for one song, and now the whole world's like, "Oh, topsy turvy." This can't yeah, be true. I don't get it. Also, like, there have been sexual songs within the past year. We have Doja Cat, we have City Girls, Sweetie, all of these sexual women. So I, I, I just think it's interesting that everyone's bugging out about this one. This song, yeah, and we had talked about it. A little bit before we started recording. It's crazy now that Cardi and Megan are the top two, I think, hip-hop yes. artists out. And there yeah. really hasn't been a male artist. Like, Drake's been kind of constant. Yeah. But Kanye went here. crazy. Jay-Z doesn't really do stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Kendrick's around, but he's really socially conscious. He's, like, doing different shit, right? He's not... Yeah, Kendrick's around. He's not, like, pop. Jay-Z is pop. just being Beyonce's husband. Right. So Megan and Cardi have filled that void... And have been killing it for like two years, really. Right. Maybe three. Because um, when did uh, Cardi blew up with the... Uh, Bodak Yellow. Bodak Yellow. That was like so three was years ago, 2017? right? 2017? Yeah, yeah that's three years ago now. So, I don't know. I think people are feeling upset that there hasn't been... Because hip-hop's, like comedy, has been dominated by men for so long. And now all of yeah. a sudden this... Last summer was Lizzo summer. This summer is looking like it's the Cardi and Megan summer. It's Megan so, and Sally in summer. Yeah, there hasn't been. I don't know. We've heard like way more. Dis- I mean, dude, uh, from the windows to the walls to the sweatshirt. The sweatshirt down my balls. balls. That's to all gross. skeet skeet mother to skeet skeet on yeah. someone. From I the can't. window to the wall. That's way more disgust. A wet ass pussy is supposed to happen. If you have sweat dripping down your balls, <laughs> that's a high. That, that is bad hygiene. That is a hygiene issue that needs medical attention. Yes, more than anything else. And you're gonna skeet skeet over all the motherfuckers. At least, yep. Megan and Cardi are using their wet ass pussies with their for good. With using the their powers partner. for good. Yeah, that they're 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 having responsible safe sex. <laughs> the Yin Yang Twins were trying to skeet on everybody, on everyone, and that song came out when I was like. A freshman in high school <laughs> yeah, so i was too young to be skeeting on anyone at high school dances when we were like 15 years old so you know what it's their fault that i was a slatacious hoe from the ages of 14 till redacted i mean you look at every single one of the yin yang twin songs and uh they were brother they were twin brothers who were talking about how much sex they were having together at least megan and cardi are not related so there was some sort of incest going on with the yeah. yin yang twins or at least like you know th- them not fucking uh the same chick with them fucking people at the same time in the same room they were doing a lot of stuff they will john was also they there. were whispering in people's ears yeah oh. that's really that's like some joe biden stuff <laughs> it was something else brian what's eating you
Uh, so I'm gonna take a positive spin this week. Okay. And I'm gonna do what's feeding you. What's feeding you? Uh, I found a new therapist. I've been going to her for about oh. two months now. She's really good. I uh, I just found her on PsychologyToday.com. Okay. If you're look- yeah, everything's over Zoom now, so we just meet on Zoom every two weeks. She's great. She's uh young. She gets like. The issues of the day so is it me what's happening <laughs> yeah it's basically just this <laughs> <laughs> i've been venmoing you <clears throat> 80 dollars for yo uh, i will be your therapist if you need that's um but no it's been good so oh, damn. Uh, i've needed it for a while because i almost died and other stuff happened so you know it's been yeah. good oh that's it's good. something i've been putting like off that. too you know yeah, I do know. I put it off for a long time myself, and then I got one last year, and then why did oh I stopped going because she was too expensive? But I really liked her. That's the thing with therapy; it's expensive. Yeah, I wish she was really far. She was like an hour away, and it was also expensive. So like the gas money and the actual payment, it was just like ugh. Yeah, but. it's eighty bucks, um, which is I guess not too bad in terms of therapy. She goes by. Um, what you make and since i have no oh, okay. job right now she said my lowest is 80 so i was like i could do that you know 80 80 bucks every two weeks i can swing um yeah. especially like to fix your 75 or something oh that's pretty steep yeah yeah for an hour session yeah so you, were you going like every week no i couldn't afford it so i would go every two weeks yeah same that's kind of what my idea i don't know dude that's the thing with therapy i think everyone should go but to do it every week at eighty bucks to one seventy five—that's right. so much. It's just not realistic. But um, I don't know if you need it. Check around Psychology Today. It's dope. It's like Yelp for psychologists. Wow. Good to know. I might yeah. uh, I might check it out now that I have a job. So check it probably... out. Yeah, and everything you know because of the pandemic, it's all over Zoom. I don't know if I'll ever do in person therapy again. Yeah, fuck it. Because in New York, you have to get on a train and it takes an hour. My old therapist, it took an hour just to get to the office and then an hour to get home. And now I do it here at noon and I'm done at one and then I'm just at home. So it's fine. Well, now your neighbors know your innermost secrets and thoughts. So there's that. So there's that. I know, but, you know, we've all watched everything there is to watch on Netflix. So I'm glad I can provide them with something to listen to. They've got something. Something to live for. Uh, what should we get into first? So that's what's feeding me. Um, let's get into. Uh, do you have an eat of the week? No, I haven't eaten anything good. Really? Um, have I? That can't be true. That can't be true. I can start um, off. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. My eat of the week. I made a simple um, carbonara spaghetti. Mm. So very few ingredients. Uh, you just take the dry pasta that you get at the grocery store. I like the Whole Foods dry pasta. You boil that for like eleven minutes. Get it al dente. The sauce is just two eggs and four uh, egg yolks. You mix that okay. up with Parmesan cheese, salt, and pepper until mm. it's nice and whisked and um, bright yellow. You throw the pasta in a pan with garlic and olive oil and then slowly drizzle in that egg sauce. Yeah. Um, throw in some bacon or pancetta. It's hard to find pancetta. It's tough right now. I just found some. Oh, where'd you, where'd you find pancetta? It was, at, it was at the market, so I purchased well, it. Was I, it. I think it was Trader Joe's. Ah, okay. Oh, well, we will talk about Trader Joe's later in the episode. But um, was the pancetta all cut up already, or did you yes, find the... Yes, it was oh, okay. little, like, cubes of pancetta. I want, like, the whole thing of pancetta. Okay. So I yeah, can yeah. cut it myself, because I like okay. it thick. I'm yeah. trying to recreate the pasta I get at one of my favorite restaurants that I've talked about before. Um, Maison here in Harlem. Does it still exist? It's still, it they actually have outdoor dining right now. So oh, good, 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 good. I'm still too scared. We talked about it in the last episode. I'm still too, still too scared to do outdoor dining. We still I'm not even order. scared. I am not going to enjoy the, the experience, and I know that. So I just don't even. Do yeah, it. same. I, I will. Fun. I will, however, you know, order and then eat outside if they have tables. Um, like, you know. Eat, pick up my own food and eat it mm. but i won't have someone serve me i think that's fucked up yeah i weird. won't i won't do that right now <clears throat> but i get to go 
So I'm trying to recreate that, and they have thick cubes of pancetta. The only pancetta I have found is cut into really tiny pieces, and I'd like it to be a little thicker. Yeah, they're like little itty-bitty cubes yeah. from, I want to say the company is like Saprocetto or something. Yeah, that sounds right. Something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So you throw that, you fry that in olive oil, throw that into the mixer. You just mix that all up, some more Parmesan, and then you can do a little parsley to finish it off, and it's just really good. I really, really easy too i have because i don't eat pasta as much or like bread things as you know but that sounds really good like i i don't know why i haven't just made myself a simple pasta dish like that in a little while sometimes i'll just do pasta olive oil and some really fresh cheese squeeze a lemon mm-hmm. super easy black pepper even a little breadcrumbs on top nice crunch yeah. toast it up yep or you do um a fried piece of Parmesan that they sell. Mm-hmm. That's really nice too. I kind of want pasta now. Oh God. What, what did I eat? That was good. Um, 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 my boss made a double chocolate fudge cake, I guess for her man's birthday. And then so many people, uh, she posted about it and so many people responded to it that she made one today and then like let all of us eat it. And it was delicious. Nice. It's like light, airy whipped cream. And she just, Came to work, made it, and was like, all right, guys, you can have this. And just bounced. Oh, I love this. when the frosting is that light, <laughs> yes. airy whipped cream over yes, the thick, like fondant tasting frosting. So the, the frosting in the middle was was also light and airy. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I don't even know what, I don't know exactly how she made it. Actually, I could just look it up on her Instagram, what exactly she made it out of. But it was just like super whipped and just, but the cake is very fudgy. Let me see. Oh, that's, yeah. When the cake is fudgy and almost like a brownie and the frosting is nice and light. I don't know. I just like that better. Asians, if you go to like Koreatown, they like to add yes. like fruit, fresh yes. like jelly or That's my favorite. My favorite top. cakes are cakes from Koreatown. Yeah. They're just softer. I don't know what they put in them, but they're just better. They're And they're made like perfectly, right? They're in perfect little yes. cylinder shapes. And you get like the strawberry layer or like whatever fruit they're using, raspberry, strawberry, blueberry. And then just the cake is like a sponge. And then use that same very airy frosting. Okay, I just found out. All right. So around it is actual just whipped cream. It's heavy cream, powdered sugar, vanilla. That's it. And it's just soft whipped cream. And then the um, cream in the center is chocolate mousse. So it's heavy cream, dark chocolate, gelatin, um, eggs egg yolk and sugar and then you're like whipping to peaks and then the cake itself whipping is... to peaks look at you're like a true baker now. oh my god i'm such a baker now <laughs> and then the rest is just chocolate cake uh flour baking powder baking soda cocoa powder but they have like really high quality um cocoa powder at work so everything just tastes a thousand times better it was real good and then there's just like, these little non-peril sprinkles all around it i want to recreate it even though oh, Isaac is yeah. right behind me, but I want to try to make it for his birthday. Nice. Maybe he can't hear me. Maybe he has headphones on. He's playing games, so he can't hear He's playing games. He can't hear. <laughs> um, fresh ingredients, high quality ingredients. That does it every time. Make all the difference. We started a little garden on our patio. That we just, you know, we have a small patio. It's in New York, so we hang it over our ledge and we have rosemary, thyme, uh, parsley, cilantro serrano peppers tomatoes uh basil. are they all like growing is it happening because you're kind of shady back there it's shady but if we hang it over the ledge it actually gets sun so the patio is shaded but if you hang the uh vegetables over the edge the sun hits mm. them um but okay. dude it's so crazy how much aromatic and how much more yeah. fresh this stuff tastes when you pluck it right from the root versus actually, when you go to the it- grocery store yeah, it's the same at my job. So we have the outdoor patio and all around it, we're growing chives and parsley and all this other shit. So we just like cut it in the morning when we're going to bake with it or cook with it. Because we make these um these corn muffins that have chive and bacon and we just oh. cut the chive directly from the front. It's really great. It it makes such a huge difference. It just like it's the simplest, easiest thing and it makes the whole thing taste so much better. I, you know, I throw in the parsley on top of like pasta, spaghetti, or whatever. And it just mm-hmm. makes it taste like you're in Italy. It's crazy. Yeah, now you understand Ina Garden. She's always like, I'm just going to go <laughs> into my garden and get some parsley. And we're like, what, bitch? And you were always making fun of her, but now you know. Well, that's what's happened during quarantine. Everyone's gotten into, like, baking and, like, lightweight farming. 
And now we we can all kind of like self-sustain a little bit. Yeah, you're yeah, a community garden now. Mm-hmm. Except the community is just you, your wife, and her sister. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but if you can grow like the simple uh, necessities, I think everyone can. It's not too hard. No. Um, it makes a huge difference. Rosemary, really thyme, uh, it's so nice on a steak. It makes oh all God, the difference, yeah. yeah. So good. So aromatic. I love it. Mm. Well, Brian, should we get into food news or should we fight? Let's get into a food fight. Let's end with food news. Ugh, this week. Okay, okay. okay. Um, we've had too many positive stories <laughs> with our That's true. Too week. many nice things happening. Yeah. Let's have a food fight this week. I've chosen. I texted Ariel last night. How do you feel about cottage cheese? And I think you said, meh. I thought you meant that. I thought you were just asking me just to ask me how I felt about uh-huh. cottage cheese. I didn't know that you had a food fight in mind. So right. I haven't texted you in a couple days. And so the first text you sent me was, how do you feel about cottage cheese? <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was like out of the blue, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Uh, I don't really feel any sort of... I thought you were maybe going to ship me some cottage cheese. Like, I didn't know what the deal was. <laughs> oh, so you were like, yeah, like, I, I like, don't like cottage happening? cheese. But if he's going to send me food cottage cheese... <laughs> yes, then I will take it. Yes, Through yes, the yes. mail, which has been like... <laughs> crippled by trump so it would yes. be like expired. old cottage cheese <laughs> i would love it if you shipped me some I, then i thought like oh i kind of like it with pineapple but i then i did text you meh back because yeah. i really don't care either way and then i cheese. said i fuck with cottage cheese heavy you said weird hill to die on. <laughs> yes <laughs> that was the extent of our conversation really fucking weird so tell me sell it to me because i right. don't get it our food fight is cottage cheese i don't know i I'm a big fan of anything with that kind of texture. So cheeses like that, sour cream, like anything cold and creamy, like I love. Ranch, we've talked about. Ugh. That's all like okay. mayo. Okay. That's all yes. like in the same family. This is me, right? So this is your mental illness jumping out <laughs> is what it is. I told you, I just started therapy again. So <laughs> there's still a lot of issues, okay? And yeah, because no one cheese. actually enjoys the um texture i think that's the problem because it's like it's almost tapioca like yes. which is a problem for me it's like tapioca really but then it has like the sourness of milk yeah which uh, I love. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants that i mean and i can't think of any time where i've like reached for cottage cheese i mean again i would probably just have it as a thing with pineapple just to like switch it up on my diet. I love a it bit. with fruit. You can do it with pineapple, strawberries. You can put. I put cottage cheese in salad. That see no. Yeah. In salad. You so you make a little house salad, right? Cucumber, tomato. I know onion. what you're. No, yeah. I get it, Crouton. but I also don't get it. This feels very Caucasian to me. This is like this is the idea of like putting mayonnaise in something. Like you don't have to do it. You don't have to live this way. I think it is. It is very Midwest. So mm. the first time I ever had cottage cheese in a salad was like at a chain restaurant when I was growing up yeah. in Kansas City. You so, went to a pizza hut. Y- exactly. So yeah, the salad bar would have cottage <laughs> cheese, right? So it comes from that. It, I think it comes from like, you know, I lived in the Midwest from second grade until sixth grade. So that's like a big chunk of my childhood. But that doesn't mean it's okay. But that's it's like just like you- what I grew up eating. No, that's like you saying that you make casseroles all the time with like Campbell's soup. Like that's the energy that you're giving that's, me right now. Like, oh, I grew up what... eating it, so like it's okay. No, it's not okay. I will tater say, tot right. casserole. Once I moved to California, California salads and East Coast salads are very different, right? It's makes basically just like lemon juice, olive oil, very light ingredients. Midwest yeah, salad like, would have. Um, so it would be a house salad. Bread product. Yep. Croutons, cottage cheese, and then remember bacon bits? Yes. <laughs> the bacon I fuck with bacon bits, though. I do fuck with bacon a, bits. A little jar. Yeah. <laughs> you would sprinkle that on top. Definitely not bacon. It, it's not bacon. No, I don't it's know It's dog it food. It's 100% dog food. <laughs> it's leftover dog food. Yeah. They're like, they let's sweep, give it to these they people. They sweep it in at the end of the month into the yes. little containers. That's how it goes. But so you have all that and then you have ranch and oh. that's like a Midwest salad, right? That's like sometimes too on top of the cut. This is like a guilty pleasure, deep, dark um, reveal. 
I would also put cheddar, shredded cheddar cheese on top of that, too. So by the yeah. end of this, this is not even a salad anymore. No, no, it's not. It is an abomination, is what it is. So good, though. So rich. Oh, I hate this. This is making me nauseous. Salads are supposed to be vegetables. I, I, I 100% other... agree. Whatever I was eating was not a salad. <laughs> but I loved it. It was no, a cottage a... cheese with some lettuce. It's I can't. That's nasty. And I, I mean, I'm happy for you. I want to support you on your journey. Um, but I also want this to be purged from your body. Like, I want you to start anew. I want you to live a different life than you're living right now. Well, I just feel like cottage cheese no. is so, <laughs> it's so versatile. No, it's like, not. Like, you can put it in a salad. You can eat it with fruit. You can eat it by itself. Which I can't think of. That's, I guess, my issue with it, too. I can't think of other uses for it. Like, I could only see it as, like a yogurt type thing mm-hmm. where I'm adding fruit and I guess like granola or something to it to try to mask the fact that I'm eating this nasty cottage cheese. But other than that, like what are the uses for cottage cheese? You can put it as a dip with crackers. So no, you can, you you can like dress okay. it up. You can dress it up, you know? No, because that's what mayonnaise is. For. Like if you're going to dress something up, mayonnaise, you call it an aioli. You get a sour cream, you call it a dip cottage cheese you just have there being lumpy and weird like you can't fix it you can it's just you there. can add like dill you can put olive no. oil you can put a like you can do um a nice uh whole wheat cracker with cottage cheese and a like a cherry tomato that's a nice little snack there cottage, did you cottage... just read the back of a fucking ritz cracker box <laughs> and say box? like <laughs> yeah. Yo, i'm saying... mad basic now <laughs> I hate it here. I hate this. I just no. went on Triscuit.com. I, I know. I saw you. Your eyes darted to the right. <laughs> Triscuit.com's different ideas for snacking. No, man. I, there's, I can't do this with you. And this is... I can't even fight with you. This is, like, upsetting me. This is not a fight. This is an upset. So, you have eaten cottage cheese before, though. I know what it tastes like. Yeah, I've eaten it. Uh, so, in what, like, in what context... Were you eating cottage cheese? So for me, like I first had it as a child at these salad bars, at these chain restaurants in the Midwest, and it kind of has just always stuck with me. And now I will still throw cottage cheese in a salad um, or eat it with fruit. What like what was your relationship to cottage cheese? And like, why are you so anti? So truly, I'm pretty sure the first time I ever heard of or thought of cottage cheese was maybe on like True Life, one of those shows on MTV where this girl was dieting. And her mom told her to just eat cottage cheese. And that's where she was going to get her like calories and nutrients or whatever. I remember that before. I don't, and I don't know if it was true life or whatever it was like true life. I do pageants maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so from then on my brain wired it as like, this is a diet food. Like people eat this if they're dieting. So then when I was doing unhealthy eating and dieting and stuff, that always stuck with me like, oh, I can just eat cottage cheese and like that'll be like my nutrients or whatever for the day. So I guess I have a negative connotation when it comes you to cottage it cheese. into like uh, like healthy thing to right. eat and, and not a, enjoy. And like in an unhealthy dieting. Right. Like, like a crash dieting right. type situation. Um, so I think I just it makes me sad more than anything. else. It's just a sad food. But that's because you were eating it at a sad time of your life but no but like there's not any fun way to do it don't let trisket fool Yo, you people like there's no fucking if you're in fun the Midwest, way at like a hometown buffet that's no no I recipes hometown buffets are definitely dead after covid there's no yeah. way you could ever go to a buffet no never go oh yeah. man think of buffets all the chi- no think of all the chinese buffets they're, they're going to business yeah. i hate it <gasps> that's um, really sad but i do agree cottage cheese is very inherently sad yeah it is sad or it's not sad but it is tied to like fad dieting a cottage cheese something is always part of like a fad diet right like cottage cheese and apple for breakfast and then right you know or snack or for a healthy snack just Eat what's an in ounce it? Of cottage, I'm gonna look it up. Cheese. Is there any sort of like protein? Is that is there like a reason why people would be like eat cottage cheese? I think it's just milk, right? Just skimmed milk. It's the leftover, um, little lumps of milk. I don't know. 
Is it keto? Maybe I'll start eating cottage cheese. Oh, it's got to be keto. There's no. Oh, you could make cottage cheese pancakes. It's got protein in it. Oh, there's so many nasty recipes. <laughs> cottage cheese with spicy tuna. Okay, that's cottage... rough. I don't believe in fish and dairy together. Oh, cottage cottage cheese bagel, which I guess makes sense for me. It's like a cream cheese bagel. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Peanut butter cookie dough cottage cheese. This is fucking <laughs> That's a little vile. wild to me. Yeah, I don't. Vile. Creamy cottage cheese scrambled eggs. That sounds good These... to me. I'm down with that. I'm going to throw up. High protein egg salad with cottage cheese. This is. Would you do cottage cheese in a lasagna? No. Why? When ricotta is right there. You can do ricotta too. I've seen it with. (laughs) You can do ricotta too. Why? Then why even add the cottage cheese? You can do both. No. Why? If you're in the Midwest. No. Are you saying that people in the Midwest cannot get ricotta? They can. I'm just saying that's where all of this began for me. I hate it. How many carbs are in here? It's five grams of carbs. Okay. Five grams of fat. 11 grams of protein. Yeah, So I it's guess. pretty protein packed for what it is. So I, I can kind of see why it's used as like a diet food. I mean, I don't know who won this food fight. I'll never say you won anything. <laughs> but I will say that maybe I'll try it in something this week and see what happens. I think you've tied it so much. And I think a lot of people, you're not alone. Put cottage cheese in that dieting category. And when people are doing a fad diet, it is like in a totally negative connotation. So weirdly, I remember cottage cheese from being a little kid. And like you said, going to Pizza Hut to the Pizza Hut buffet or whatever. So it was a a treat for you. It's like a joyful (laughs) experience, a joyful memory. Food is so tied to people's memories. And so whenever I think of cottage cheese, I go right back to being like, seven years old there's an arcade you get the pepsi in that big uh no. jug you know what i mean um in the pitcher and there's the salad bar you but got I, cheese stuff like crust i pizza. am there with you in that whole scenario i'm like yeah this does sound fun and the big jug of coca-cola and yeah. it's so bubbly and even the the salad bar with a sneeze guard and then <laughs> <laughs> the cottage cheese it just doesn't fit in that that story with me the bacon bits do the bacon and bits the, are there the cheese the cheese um the grated cheese that's like parmesan definitely not good for you no like the cheddar the cheddar oh, the mix that you cheddar. put on top yes, yeah yes, yes. um but definitely not cottage cheese that is a specifically midwest topping and i won't have it on a salad no i will say if you've never had it on a salad try it i will never do that you don't never. want a creamy crunchy salad no i think that's no. I'm you did not win this. No one is with you. Put put a spoon get some cottage cheese, put a spoon in it, and mix it around. You know what? And it makes that wop wop wop. Yeah, noise. That's what I'm say. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? That'll immediately make Full you connect circle, baby. cottage cheese connected with wop. Now it'll be a positive spin on cottage cheese. Notice how she said macaroni and cheese and not cottage cheese. But, but very anyway. close, very close. You can very close. There's or. cheese involved. If you if you don't want to go through the whole process of making macaroni and cheese and you're in a pinch and you want to recreate the WAP moment, you can no. do cottage cheese. <laughs> People don't do that. I promise you Megan and Cardi will 100%. Megan and Cardi approve. They will 100% approve of the cottage cheese substitution. Well, you lost this because this is No. I feel like it's fight. a tie. I feel like I... it's not a tie. <laughs> What's the point of food fight, though? Are we supposed to sway the other person? Uh, I think so. It's our game. I think we can do whatever we want. With it. <laughs> I think we can do whatever we want. We, we um, don't know the rules of our own. Game. <laughs> I think that yes, you are supposed to sway the other person. Someone wins, kind of, um, but it's never you. So I think that's generally the right. Gist. I mean, you're out. You're out on cottage cheese. So yeah therefore there's no but you said you will try it i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try these weird recipes if i buy cottage cheese this week when i go food shopping then you will have one and i'll tell you the truth if i do yeah take a picture and we'll put it on our instagram (laughs) okay Okay. deal deal great all right i think it's time after a huge battle 
Let's that was a battle into, royale. It really was. Let's get into food news for the week. Um, it's time for food news. Mm. Food news. So in New York, Hudson Yards has shut down. It's a uh, basically it's a symbol of opulence and capitalism. Uh. And of course, during the pandemic and COVID and quarantine, you cannot spend any money at a place like that right so the very expensive restaurants around that area have all shut down neiman marcus that was there it was like an outdoor mall area that's shut down and the main attraction the big staircase that you said looks like looks like shawarma yeah it does (laughs) it does yeah and we both have been there but it's like a stairway to nothing you just go you kind of go up and back down and yeah or like a a beehive yeah, for a sure. I think that's beehive. what they were going for, but it's brown, and it does look like there should yeah. be a sweaty guy slicing beef off the side off of, of it. it. It's it was just weird and opulent, and I'm glad it's a flop. All of it can go. Yeah, I I went there. I was walking through the area to go to a show one night, and it was just very like unimpressive to me. There were a lot of tourists there taking pictures of the big shawarma staircase. But for me, as a New Yorker, it was just like, there's so many other more interesting parts of the city. Yeah. It felt I like forced. I the, the High Line, though. It's cute. The High Line's dope. Yeah. Just yeah. do that. Hudson Yards was so, like, they were trying to make it a thing. Yeah, it felt very out of touch. It feels like um, there's a mall in New Jersey they've been trying to open since I was 12, and it feels that same energy, like very opulent for no reason and at the end of the day no one's going there please like us um please like us please 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 mm-hmm. please and no one is especially with the with the uh, pandemic even without it i don't malls are dying so i don't know why you would build a mall yeah even before uh covid last year everyone was like hudson yards is a flop that people were already closing down it, like it was already mm-hmm. dying and yep COVID was just the nail in the coffin. Uh, so it, it hadn't really um, taken off. It wasn't popular. I think it would have been the thing like in the 80s. 80s New York would have yeah. loved it, right? 80s or even 90s. Mm-hmm. Early 2000s. Early. But you're giving you us 2020. Like, what are we doing? I think this New Yorkers not- will, will still pay a premium. But the food has to be like knockout. Farm right. to table, right? Organic. Like, we're looking for a different experience now. So the restaurant I want to talk about there, uh, Tack Room, was Thomas Keller. He's a famous chef. He opened a restaurant there. There was an entree for one person there that sold for $100. I really wanted to go and there. And you wanted to a... go. So what, what was, did. like, the draw for you for Tack Room? Um, because I had an ex who would spend money like that. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let's fucking go to okay. this fucking place. That's $200 a plate. Uh-huh. And we never went. <laughs> but, but you had like been thinking. I had plans. It, yeah. I was like. <laughs> Thomas Keller too is like one Tim of the most well, well-renowned chefs in the world. And it's yeah. really interesting that he couldn't keep a place open. But with the pandemic, it's wild. The most. Um, successful restaurants right now are places that do delivery. Yeah. And these places don't do delivery. They were all dine-in, um, you know, five-star restaurants. You know what I was thinking about today? How has Subway survived this? Because people only go to Subway when they're desperate. No one's like seeking Subway out and getting it delivered to their house. So I have I have questions, comments, and concerns about that. I'm like... Really trying to figure it out. I think Subway, I learned... It's nobody's favorite food. It's not. But did you know that there are more Subways in the world than any other fast food restaurant? I That can't be true. It's wild. Yeah. More than McDonald's. That can't... That actually cannot be true. It's true. It's, or at least in America. In North America. I would believe KFC and McDonald's. It's Subway. But not Subway. Yeah. That can't be. I just saw a thing. It's not I don't good. remember where I saw it. That's the thing, though. It's always the one you least expect. <laughs> it's always <laughs> the one you least expect. I don't believe Look you. Look it up. What am I looking up? Subway most popular? Most po- mo- uh, most restaurant most restaurants. Which fast food place has the most brick and mortar restaurants? It's Subway. Or, or I would believe Dunkin' Donuts. 
No, Duncan's only on the East Coast. We don't have what? him on the West Coast. Yeah. Subway is worldwide, baby. <laughs> so international. It's the pit bull. It's the pit bull of fast food places. No, I disagree. Because um, no one's been talking about Subway since 2018, so there's that. But in I mean, 2018... There, there are reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Subway is to close 500 stores in North America. That was 2018. Oh. Subway, Rite Aid, Toys R Us, closing the most stores in 2018. Yeah. So at one time, I guess. Yeah, probably at one time. Truly, no one has talked about Subway. Five, they since. closed 500 stores in 2018? Oh, you know what? Yeah, in 2018. I, I thought I just found an article about Subway being closing and all that good stuff, but no, it wasn't. It doesn't really tell you anything about Subway. It was just like how places are closing, just in general. Okay. Which we know that. We knew that, yeah. Yeah. But all that to say, it's interesting that the restaurants that are the most successful now are like the mid-tier casual dining places that do takeout and delivery, right? Like all of these fancy uh, world-renowned chef places are going to shut down because, number one, all of those people that could afford to eat there, they left New York. They're like, yeah, in, they went to their houses in Aspen or Absolutely. Connecticut or wherever, right? They, they abandoned the city. There's luxury apartments that are all empty right now. So no one's eating at those restaurants. So it's this crazy thing of like, I want to talk about it because do you think like a place like that is like even ethically responsible to exist right now? Like I'm a huge fan of these guys like Daniel Balud and Thomas Keller and David Chang. But like, do you think they'll have to like think rethink of how to make restaurants? Do you think they'll open up more? Like David Chang had his sandwich shop that was more accessible than Co, which was like his sit down place that had a. Yeah, I think you can do both, though. I think if you. It depends on your vision. If you want to have like a, a high end hundred dollar a plate restaurant, that's not that's not unethical to do if you're doing it the right way. If you're doing a hundred dollars a plate because you're paying your chefs properly right. and because you're paying your staff properly and they they have insurance and all that shit, and rich people want to pay the money to go get that, then I don't have a problem with that. Uh, you know, and if they could open up another restaurant that's more accessible to the common folks such as I, then sure, I don't have a problem with that either. But it depends on like the vision of what they want in a restaurant. So now I'm like, is this is the wave to move to like West Bumblefuck and open up our own restaurant? <laughs> like a well, small bullshit. It kind of seems like that was the trend. Uh, and it might be the trend now. Not those chefs, because those guys are like, you know, they're like the Richard Pryors and the Chris Rocks of the mm-hmm. culinary world, right? But like the chefs of our generation seem to get trained in New York and then move back to their hometowns like Sacramento or Detroit and then take their like New York city training and then open a more affordable restaurant. That's still really good because they were training the best restaurants in New York and then do food. That's very local. That's they're paying their chefs and servers. You know, I fuck with that actually because like New York are, well, who knows now? But New York already has tons and tons and tons of great food. Mm-hmm. But does West Virginia. Right. You know, so like if you take that that good shit that you learned and bring it to West Virginia, I'm not super mad at that. You'd be the best restaurant in West Virginia. And it kind of seems like that's more viable right now. Because if you worked at Thomas Keller's restaurant, you weren't working for five months and then you just got shut down. Yeah. So even before like we were talking about even last year it didn't seem like that restaurant was killing it because they probably would have been able to survive if the restaurant was doing well i think hudson yards like you said just just in general people weren't going there yeah Yeah. people weren't going there no one was it was just for decoration because people weren't actually shopping there it's just so tone deaf in this era of new york to do something that just celebrates like capitalism right like yeah (laughs) kind of like I don't know. We all live in New York because we have to because we're pursuing what we're pursuing. But at the same time, like, I think people would rather have like a very authentic uh, dining experience than a really, really expensive like tablecloth and sparkling water dining experience. Yeah, especially in a mall. It's a mall. And that's the other crazy thing about New York. Malls don't really do well here. Yeah, that's not a thing. Or the malls that do do well have like a Target is your anchor. 
Right, yeah. Like, it's not that they have a Lord and Taylor or a Neiman Marcus. Mm -hmm. No, it's a Target or a Kohl's is your anchor store Mm -hmm. because people still need to buy housewares. I'm thinking of... um, Cab Market, the Cab Market, like that's so you have the Trader Joe's, yeah, and you have a, a Target yeah. upstairs, and you do the thing. The Cab Market was perfect too because yeah, they did like the Asian street style vendors, yes, yes. that were very affordable and attainable, but mm-hmm. the quality was still very high. Or they would have yeah. like an offshoot of Cat's Deli, an offshoot yep. as like a very famous fancy restaurants, but they would do like we're only doing our one dish here, and it's yeah. affordable. I worked there and I ate well mm-hmm. every day. And and then there's a Trader Joe's if you want to just get regular food. Like you have options. And then when you go off right outside, there's it's like a mall, an outdoor mall essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's just a that is more of what the people want, I think, not like a not shopping mall. Like a they were trying to recreate like the classic eighties mall, I feel like. Like yeah. Neiman Marcus, a fancy restaurant. And like, dude, everyone's broke now. But also we we just don't shop that way in the morning right. anymore that's just not what americans do anymore 2020 sorry it's just not the thing we shop online if anything yeah even before covid so now they're gonna see like people are still very much shopping online yeah that's not gonna change if they had built a target at hudson yards that'd be different with like it would have changed right yeah instead of the shawarma staircase just do a target and like a they net- could have done we could have built this right now. A right. Target, an H&M that has the home section. Because mm-hmm. you know H&M has home. Right. A Primark. For Primark, groceries. you know what that is? Yeah. No, Primark is a, a clothing store. But it also has... It's kind of like H&M, but even cheaper. Okay. Like an English version of that. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Uh, Primark. Uh, yeah, some sort of grocery type situation. Done. And then and people would have fucked with uh, that. Food stalls. Fuck it. Shut everything down and make an Ikea. Dude, there you go. That that would have made money. If and they, they sell put food in there Ikea, too. Yeah, with the Swedish meatballs. Done. IKEA at Hudson Yards. That would have been fire. Because right that now the, everyone has to take the ferry to Red Hook. If you and or to New Jersey. Or to Jersey. And hauling shit when I first moved to New York from Red Hook, taking the ferry back into Manhattan, taking the train all the way back up to Astoria where I lived at the time was horrible. Yeah. But dude, put the I just, Ikea. That's my million dollar idea. Why is no one listening to me? They weren't. See, it's just rich people making Ugh. all these decisions. Like if they have regularly asked people like us making decisions, that's true. They make even more money. Yeah, it's very much like how much does a banana cost, Michael? Nine dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's the energy <laughs> that, <is> that they <laughs> they gave us. Yeah. Yo, like here's what you need, right? An IKEA or a Target, and then like a mm-hmm. fried chicken sandwich place. Everyone loves fried chicken sandwiches, right? Great. A salad yeah. place, like a chopped or a sweet green. Mm-hmm. And then a smoothie place. The end. And then one of those like um, soul cycles. Boom. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> then th- you are still getting your rich person demographic because yes. you're getting the soul cycle done. And then in the basement or above, right, you could put a movie theater with yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. where you can order that. food, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. they would have been fine. You don't need the shawarma staircase. Which <laughs> everyone hated, by the way. No one liked that. Everyone was Nobody. like, why? Because simply because they could. Right. Not because they should. Exactly. So Truly sad. I'm glad we talked about it because I was w- wondering, like, is it even ethical to eat at a place like that anymore? But I liked how you got into that. Like, if the staff are getting treated and paid I think fairly, the only thing that makes things like that unethical is if... The lack of insurance. Are shit- yeah, if you're yeah. shitting on your staff, but you're still charging that much, then yeah you're shitty yeah and it's tough to me when you know those guys like thomas keller and david chang and daniel blue they're like they're wealthy they're millionaires so yeah their their cooks and their servers should uh you know be taken care of so yeah. r.i.p to attack room <laughs> sorry you broke I mean, up with your ex and can never eat there yeah my bad it's no good. not my bad i'm better off for it but yeah. i am stupid when we were there i should have said yo Let's, Let's check just it out eat here. Yeah, you probably could have got uh, the table too because they were struggling. You, you yeah, I would have definitely gotten the. T- <laughs> I, I thought, feel like I was underdressed. Aside from that place, I would much rather go to that. Um, what's that spot you always go to for your birthday? The Asian market in Jersey, Mitsua. I would much rather go to the that area than yeah. to Hudson Yards. Right, that's fair. That's 
way better. Mm-hmm. I go to Sojo to the spa, spend the day there, and then you go to Mitsua and get some ramen. There you so, go. Best day. Right. And spend spending three dollars. Exactly. <laughs> like less than a quarter of what you would have spent at Tap Room. A hundred dollars just the entree. At those places, you have to get the appetizer right. and the alcohol and the And dessert. I still have to tip 25%, right. and I have to still get there. I live in New Jersey, right. so there's that. I think you're looking at like a $600 bill. Yeah. Easy, right? Not me. No, I mean, but I'm saying you, six- <laughs> yeah, if you're going to eat at the pack room. <laughs> yeah. Somebody you, is looking at a $600 yeah. bill, and it's certainly not me. Let's talk about... You brought up Trader Joe's for a second. Let's talk about Trader Joe's. So people... Oh. We're in a climate now where there's a racial uprising happening and it's you know uh it's a very sensitive climate to racial issues so people have brought up online that hey look trader joe's for a long time their ethnic foods were named after ethnic people so yeah the i liked it it was cute yeah the asian food instead of trader joe's on the packaging it would say trader mings uh the trader joe's mexican beer said trader jose right so some people have been feeling some type of way about it. I always thought it was kind of weird. But I here's the thing. Trader Joe's around Pride time always put up a Pride flag at all of the Trader Joe's. Yeah, that's true. Their staff was always very happy. Everyone I know who worked at Trader Joe's liked it. The yeah. staff was always diverse. You never heard about like discriminatory things at Trader Joe's. That's true. I haven't heard any anything bad really about Trader Joe's. It was just that, so with this uh, whole thing, a California teen noticed, I guess, that it says Trader Giotto's when it's with Italian Trader food. Mings, so, yeah. yeah, Trader Ming's, and she got pissed. So she wrote about it and got a petition going to remove the racist slogans off of the Trader Joe's food. And I'm like, I mean, I guess there's using your whiteness for good and then there's doing this. Like, that's not really, like, you're not really yeah. doing anything. There's also, like, a thousand other things that at the time needed our attention and that was the thing that you focused on and made a petition for it just felt fucking dumb and that's weird. my thing kind of like the the woke um name changes in name only usually don't help out the actual causes that much like remember when apple was like we're removing the gun from the emojis yeah and then like that you know water gun there was still like the vegas shooting where it was the biggest mass shooting in history so that like moving the gun out of the emoji doesn't really help people in real life right no trade changing the name from trader jose to trader joe wouldn't stop donald trump (laughs) from doing shit right so i kind of get what they're doing from that standpoint like if we change the name it's not really going to do anything but the weird thing was they said they were going to change the name and then they went back and said, oh, we're not going to change the names anymore. So I think people yeah. were kind of confused by that. Yeah, I think that's a little weird. I don't like that. And I I do think that, okay, we brought it to your attention. You could simply change it or say, like, we're going to go through this. Um, we're going to go through the packaging as we have it now in our warehouses. And then once we're done, we're going to remove that name off the packaging. I think would have been fair. That's kind of what, to, like, Lando Lakes did with the Native American logo. Oh, did they remove her? So they sold all the um, stock of the ones with uh, the Native American woman on it. And now it's just the lake. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know they did that. Oh, what are they doing with like Uncle Ben and, and Aunt Jemima? I, I had heard some. I think they're changing that too. <laughs> so so about the, the Zatarans, man. The last thing I saw... Was that they were changing the backstory to empower the... Because they're not real people, right? Like, Uncle Ben, ben and Aunt Jemima aren't real. Um, are they not? <laughs> no, no, no. Deadass. I think oh. they are. I think somebody is real in, in this uh scenario. I had always thought they were kind of, like, made up for the branding. No, I think Aunt Jemima was a real person. Last I read, if I recall correctly, okay. Aunt Jemima was real. And they paid her very little to oh. do this. Um, and then they just continued to use her face. God. Well, uh, let me let me look that up because I don't want to lie to you. But so the thing I read was that they were changing their backstories to make them like more powerful, but like that doesn't do. You know what I mean? That doesn't yeah. do anything to be like, oh well, she's actually like the CEO of Anjumaima, but it's like she's really not. It's like some white guy. You're just changing her backstory from being 
uh, subservient character to like a more powerful character. And that doesn't really do anything in real life. Um, so I wasn't sure what they were going to do. Anjumama is a real person. Oh, she was a real person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, her name is Lillian Richard, and she portrayed Aunt Jemima for years. And now her family's pissed because um, the company decided to rename the brand without consulting the families of the women who brought the character to life. So Aunt Jemima was like, like a brand entity and then they'd have the woman like maybe do brand ambassador work as Aunt Jemima I think I don't have time to read all of this on air (laughs) but yeah (laughs) so they kind of used her to sell the product because she was like the known uh, brand yes okay that makes sense Mm -hmm. well yeah I don't know Um, it is kind of weird to see the Lando Lake packaging now it looks very like because you're Fair. used to seeing the Native American woman there, and now she's they, all they did was remove her from the logo, so it's just like the sun in the lake now, and it does feel very like you're in an alternate reality. Yeah, it's, Berenstein, Berenstein Bears, right? Because it's like they should have changed the logo instead of just removing her from the logo, because now it looks empty. So it's kind of weird, and also like we were saying, I don't know if removing the Native American woman from the packaging. Uh, they have to do more, right? They have to make sure, like, okay, we're going to put, like, 10% of all proceeds towards Native American uh, resources or something like that. You could do that, and you could also, like, for me, you could just not announce it. Just, like, remove her quietly. Right. Or, like, I don't think it has to be, like, we're doing this big thing. <laughs> Look at us for being so woke and so brave. I right. think you could just be, like, oh, I recognize that this is not okay, and I'm going to remove it mm-hmm. and quietly do so. Like, you don't have to alert the media every time you do something decent and good. Yeah. But that's just me. Who am I? I'm just a girl. No, I totally agree. But the thing for them, I think it's hard because they want, like, it's press. So they get, like, whatever juice. And sometimes they get called out. So they have to respond. So I think that's what happens. Yeah. But it's it's all, like, performative, right? Like, the Band-Aid thing. They made a black Band-Aid. Right. uh, Yeah. Making a black Bachelor like all of it, like, are, what are you really doing? Like, what are we? No, I totally here? agree because it doesn't help the movement in real life at all. No, like, you know, okay, you added the beige emoji. Like, I like her. Don't make fun of no, the but emoji. I, it's great. But <laughs> are there more like beige people represented across media now? Not really, right? It's still no. pretty much the same, especially like writers' rooms, right? That's a big issue. They're still predominantly straight white guys. So it's like, yay. It's kind of like they give us the scraps, right? Like, okay, you get yeah. the Asian emoji, you get the beige emoji, but you still can't write a show. Right. You we'll stay right Trader there, Mings, little buddy. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so. uh, it's sad. So it's yeah, I, I, I don't think I can really care about... I, I get it if people care about that stuff, but for me, I want like the big... That feels Cultural like change. lowest common denominator mm-hmm. to really care about. Like, I see it on my periphery, but I don't actually care that much. Yeah. But I think it is good, I guess, going forward for kids to not see fucked up things like Redskins logo. Right. You know, like that has to go. Um, it's a net so it's, positive. It's, We're in that weird generation right. where we grew up with all the racist imagery. Yeah. And, and didn't realize taken, it. Yeah. Right. And now it's getting taken away. And we're realizing, like, oh, we kind of like we're used to racist imagery. Yeah, we were just used to it, and this and like the ice cream man song and stuff. So like, oh yeah, everything gets. <laughs> oh, everything is terrible, yeah, yeah. Brian. I hate that song. Yeah. And so it's just like I'm glad it's being taken away. I just wish it wasn't such like a. It becomes the main production. Story. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's that's my issue with it. Mm-hmm. When the main story should still be many other things everything the fuck else yeah Breonna yeah. taylor's murder is still on vacation and shit right yeah, yeah chilling so, um like okay i would be happy with the name changes if also there was like real justice happening then yeah be give like, me oh, a, that'd be a bonus that'd be mm-hmm. cute that can't be the only thing right because it seems like we usually just get beige emoji asian emoji changing the gun emoji and then nothing yeah. else nothing else for five ten years right. <laughs> Good luck to us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, there's gonna be a, a vaccine emoji 
before there's an actual vaccine. Hello. <laughs> and then they'll be like, hey, you get this. Uh, <laughs> you can pretend you're getting your buddies a vaccine <laughs> when you're texting. Cootie shot situation. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be it for food news. What do we have for food news? I think there is one more, but I'm not super like. Yeah, that can be it. Invested on it. Okay. This was a good about McDonald's. You guys don't care yeah. about McDonald's. I don't either. We can talk about it next time, too. It'll still be going We sure on. can. It'll still be happening because people at McDonald's are scumbags. <laughs> yeah. But guilty pleasure. Oh, so. I, you know what? I might just. Tonight? A McFlurry tonight. <laughs> I might just fuck around again at McFlurry. It's hot. You might as well. It's Friday. I know it's not going to be open. Like, I'm sure the McFlurry machine is going to be busted or you something. You have bad luck with the McFlurry I have machine. terrible luck with that. Ariel, what are your plugs? What do you have going on? uh nothing much i am just doing that podcast that's not with you brian i know i'm sorry it's uh called what is it called the reality rewind where we talk (laughs) about old reality shows we just finished up flavor of love and now we're gonna go do america's next top model season one nice yes it's gonna be reality rewind the reality rewind yes sir um yeah just check out my website brianyang.com for updates on I mean, there's not much going on right now. Yeah. Uh, we're still in the pandemic. Yeah, we are, huh? That's right. Um, maybe <laughs> in 2022, we will be able to do an episode of this podcast together in studio once again. Wow. But that's the episode. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Thanks bye. for listening. Love you. Bye. <laughs>